boys. Joe is back on the pod. He's back on the pod. Brett, Brett's here too. Hello. Oh, it's a new Flesh podcast. The J-Man is back. Joe Avella coming at you with the horror movie news and reviews. <laughs> and what did you watch? <laughs> yeah, that's a good summation of what we do here. I've been on for three episodes or two? No, we, we loaded up one, so I've only been You've only two. missed two weeks. I missed you lose your mind over the mummy. Dude, it is so bad. And we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. We also spent a lot of time, I think last time Harris was on, we did the same thing where we just, because we go, we, bo- <laughs> we, we both go see movies in New York a lot. Yeah. So we just bitched about the theater experience in New York. Oh, God. Because we had a very bad theater experience. You guys the went Mummy. together or something? Yeah, we did, actually. What'd you see? The Mummy. Oh, so that's the episode you flipped out about. Yeah. As, as our listeners could tell, I don't listen Joe to one <laughs> millisecond of an episode I'm not a part of. Why would I? I don't care. But he listens to his solo ones all the time. All, over and over again. I'm like, this is, I should have, uh, people should be paying me to do this. I think I'm pretty interesting. Yeah, we just set up a Patreon account. You know, here's why I don't do that. Because <laughs> it would be the most humiliating thing if we set one up now and just be like, oh, we're $2 at the most. You know what I mean? Like you get because you see those ones. People, people keep go, telling me like it's just free money. Your fans love you; they'll pay you. I'm like, our fa- no, it's not that our don't fans lo- don't love us. We don't. <laughs> our what, fans. I would think every podcast I listen to now, regardless of us, anything like the best podcast. Here's I some of our to, famous podcast shop talk. If someone was like, like let's say like Mark Maron's WTF, if he's just like, guys, I'm switching to a Patreon model. Uh, podcast continue to be free. Give me some money for exclusive extras. I'm like, great. So it's still free. Right. I'm not. What would I? What would I want to pay more for? I don't know. So there, I are, just, there are a lot of nerds out there. I feel like... Who want that bonus tent. Con- I, that's abbreviation. I don't know. I just content. feel like a lot of people that I know, very talented podcasters or comedians Terrific or writers people, or whatever. Very talented. Very great. Very good. The best. The fantastic. But whenever you get... <laughs> everyone wants some while you get a Patreon or a Kickstarter or Indiegogo. And you're like, yeah, I, I think it's cool you're doing this, but I'm just not going to give you the money for your web series. I think that you're either going to make it anyway or your podcast or whatever, or I'm fine if it doesn't happen. Like, I've never moved to do it. I moved when, like... It hasn't happened in a while, but when uh, people are like, we're going to create our show again. Like, we're bringing Mystery Science Theater 3000 back. I think, Yeah, give oh, us several great. million dollars. I mean, that worked out well for them because it went it well did. over what they were going to do. Yeah. You know? but and now uh, it's on Netflix and, like, millions of people watch but it. But when a friend is like, oh, I'm going to be doing a web series. I want to do it for real, so I need $10,000. I'm like, I'm willing to bet you're going to do it anyway. <laughs> I need 10000 Then they Folks, get sick. Folks, if, if Joe's ever shaking you down for some cash money, don't give it to but him. But this is, this is the honest truth. They're like, we need, we need $20,000 to do this web series, Indiegogo. And then they get 6000 They're like, yeah, that's enough. We're going to oh, do it, it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's weird. But I'm going to 20 <laughs> But enough about people trying to do things and me shitting on them for no reason. <laughs> You're wearing your sick Avatar shirt. Isn't this shirt sick? Yeah. Straight from uh, Avatar Super land. fan of the pod, Sydney Kramer, was... Uh, oh, yeah? Her and Kim, other super fan of the pod. <laughs> two huge fans. Uh, both went to on Insider's Dime to the new Avatar. We've talked about Avatar on the show before, right? Yeah, and how... What do you is your opinion that no one likes it or no one remembers I'm it? I'm so fa- I'm I'm legitimately fascinated with the Avatar fandom, and this is another thing. This is why I'm so fascinated. It's one of those like, and this is why I wear this shirt. Not ironically, I'm wearing an Avatar shirt because Disney has put I don't know four it's like billion Joe's body, dollars. Joe's body is a Navi. Yeah, yeah, it's like my my shirt where my chest and everything around is made to look like a Navi. I don't even know what they're called, Navi, right? Yeah. I made a joke about the Tree of Life, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's the Tree of." Something else. It's not, it's not the tree of life. It's something else, but I don't know what it is. No one knows what that is. The point is, they went and uh, they see this Disney insane Pandora like. Uh, that's the name. It's of like the their own theme park. park yeah, right? they made a theme park about Avatar at Disney World, the one in Florida, right? That's Disney World. I think so. Well, one of whatever yes. the ones in Florida. I think World's the big one. The big ones in Florida. So that makes. And sense. it looks insane. Their videos look insane. And and according to Kim, it was amazing. She loved it. She thought it was really cool. So it was the coolest thing at Disneyland or World right now. Is it better than Captain EO? 
I guess so. That's impossible. Yeah, they don't have moonwalk and Navi in it though, so that's a big <laughs> minus. But it, it 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 continues to fascinate me, and this thing is a legitimately forced cultural phenomenon. It is a but, it is it, it is it is it is a corporate funded phenomenon. It is. Right? It's totally a phenomenon, but it's one of those phenomena where. I see no evidence of it in the world. Like the movie right. made a fuck ton of money, um, but that's all about the, it. All to the me. numbers like, that measure it, <laughs> the box office numbers, yeah, and, and all the who all, are the people? But like exactly. I've never seen someone wearing that's a exactly shirt. That's exactly my point. Like you are. It is apparently supposed to be the biggest thing of all time, but I'm like, I don't know one person who could tell me what happens in that movie. Yeah. And I saw it, and I'm like, I just say it's the tree. Yeah, I mean, or like, or <laughs> dances with wolves. Yeah. right. It's the same premise as dances with wolves, pretty much. Yeah, I just remember, I remember seeing it front row, 3D. Yep. And it was cool. It was like, I'm in this thing. Yeah. And then it was like, it was a theme park ride. It's not a movie. So it's perfect that they're doing it. Yeah, you just walk park. out and you're like, well, how was he? Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's like when you go see the Terminator ride at Universal. It's like, that was pretty cool. Yeah. But you that can't... guy looked like Arnold, but it wasn't. Oh, no? <laughs> Arnold didn't come back for it? No. Uh, so you just, when did you get back? From where? Where you, where you, oh, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, I got back last Sunday afternoon-ish. From Iceland. I was in Iceland, everybody. I know, you were like, where the fuck's this You sent at? me photos from the... What did I send you photos you of? You sent me photos of your dick, and I was like, can you not? <laughs> like, I'm trying to be on vacation from you. Oh, those go to you? Yeah. Dude, Iceland was... No, a- you sent me pictures of you with the, the waterfall from Prometheus. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I went to the, the beginning of Prometheus. I went to the waterfall. And you sent me two pictures of it, and then you sent me the picture of the guy... <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> the, like God thing. That's the guy, yeah. Yeah, just in case like, he didn't looking out. <laughs> yeah. make I was sure like, is you that you? Know. Is yeah. that you? I can't tell. It was. It, I mean, it was amazing. I, I know the how bo- engineers. I think that's what they're. I called. know how boring it is to hear someone talk about their vacation, but I will say with certainty, Iceland's amazing. Go if you can. We had a blast. We rented a car, drove around the whole island. So lots. Is of it fjords. cold? Not really. I why is say, it called Iceland? I don't is, know. Hmm. I don't know why they call Isn't it. Isn't like Greenland the icy one? And ice. I mean, considering that's higher up north and has more. I'm very ignorant to geography. Uh, well, Iceland, at least, everything they do in Iceland's around, like, the rim. Like, you really can't get too deep into the island because it's mountains and giant glaciers and shit. I went in a glacier. What, what? Also, the landscape. What, what do you do in a glacier? Just touch the ice and Kick be, it. be amazed by it's, like, you know, 4,000 years old. <laughs> uh, also, we went to Because I was like, what movies have sh- were, were shot here? And, a, and some, <laughs> some Game Prometheus. of... Prometheus. So yes, the Prometheus <laughs> thing was the most recognizable. Also, some Game of Thrones stuff. And also, the beginning... Of Rogue One, where they stopped. You just have Rogue One, right? Yes. Where they kill what's her face's parents. Uh, and it's like Jyn Erso. Yeah, it's a crazy like wasteland area they're living on. Yeah. That was the. Uh, That's Iceland. Yeah, the the volcanic fields of Iceland. Damn, dude. It's very cool. Cool. Had a blast. I recommend it. A little pricey. Reykjavik though is the coolest. You were there city. for what, like two weeks? Yeah, almost exactly two weeks. That's so much time to be in another place. Yeah, it was fun. It was I've really never, wild. I don't think I've stayed any. I think I stayed in Brazil almost that long, but not even that long. Iceland's where it's at, baby. Check it out. What'd you do while I was gone? <sighs> Nothing really. I watched a lot. I've been watching a lot of uh, TV. <laughs> okay. I got into Riverdale after the. Uh, so why the, are you watching Riverdale? It, it's terrible. Episode. I couldn't make it to the first episode. Um, you'll have to go back and listen to the Charles and Lewis because they very passionately convinced me. They, they weren't even trying to convince me. They were just talking about it, and I got sold on it. It's just, it's it's primetime soap opera. It's a which, murder mystery, right? Yeah, it's a primetime soap opera that doesn't sound like anything I'd be interested in. Um, each episode is titled after a movie, like it's like. Dress, like not dressed to kill. What's the other one? Body doubles an episode titled "Faster Pussycat Kill Kill." It's just like how these weird little references. The whole every episode just throws ridiculous references at you to the point where it's obnoxious. But I just 
I, when I watch it, I'm laughing. I don't know if it's added or with it at this point, but I'm just sold on it. I'm like, this is a dumb, entertaining, I'm like shoveling popcorn in my face sort of dumb thing. Uh, I think there's plenty of other better stuff to watch, so I watch I that. don't know. Is there? I think so. I've been, I've been getting pretty I into it. I saw an ad for that uh, thing that you said was started good and got bad. Was it Channel Zero? And it looks so cool. Is that it the, the was creepy pasta thing. thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that got See, like, I got so excited about it. No, they're doing another season of it? I think so. I couldn't even, yeah, I was just not into it. I can't tell, I can't tell if they're taking famous creepypasta stories and just, like. I thought that's what they were doing. And so each season's a different story. Maybe it's like an anthology show, so it has a, has an opportunity to, to uh, redeem itself each season. Any listeners watch it? Worth checking out. I did not dig it. Once you get beyond this one character in there that's, like, all made of teeth, (laughs) back to why you're like, nah, I don't care. I'm trying to think of what else I did this week. Uh, did you go see I, any movies? It's a movie yeah, podcast. Yeah, I, I saw some movies. We'll talk about that in the what did you watch section. Stay in your lane, Joe. Sorry. Jesus. I went, I don't know, a lot of people's birthday parties. That's all, I went to another mm, one of those last young night. Young guy out in the city. All the way in Crown Heights. I How, traveled. Should have gone to the Mermaid Parade like me. Oh, yeah. You went to Coney Island. Did you go when it was raining? Yeah, well, we got there when it was raining, but eventually it stopped. I got caught in that rain mm-hmm. without an umbrella yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I was literally doing the almost a mile walk from Grand Central to Kipps Bay movie theater to go see that shark movie, which yeah. I'll talk about. Oh, can't wait. So I literally, it was like better than an IMAX experience because I, I walked in that theater dripping wet. And I'm like, I'm in, I'm in this movie. Oh yeah, because you're, you're freezing every like time. You're in the water, yeah. yeah, it was very cold and uncomfortable. Interesting. Uh, I got to yell it. Last week I talked about how I yelled. I actually revealed too much and I talked, I said how I like yell at old people at movies a lot. You shush them really talking. Hard. Yeah, I do that. So this yesterday I got to shush some youngins. Which yeah. It was fun. I felt like an old man. They were during the trailers just talking. I'm like, usually I give people the trailers to be assholes. Yeah. But these kids were like, just like young and like their parents just dropped them off and like left them there. Like how young? Like 12? Yeah, younger. And they were like, so it wasn't like we're we're joking around. It was just like they didn't know better. They didn't know any better. They were like banging on. One of them had like the cup holders are like metallic, and he just kept like banging it. And I just turned one one of the trailers. I screamed across the row. The whole row were just full of people. I was like, can you please stop making noise? And everyone to my like immediate like right and left were like, thank you so much. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And the kids didn't say anything again. Of course they didn't. They're scared. They're gonna get beat up. Yeah. That guy's crazy. Evil bearded white man. Yeah, I'm very, I, very spooky. That's why I hate going to the movies. Always yeah, some shit like last that. week was all me and him saying why. Like, I wish I could. See, like, theaters are like church to us. Like, we love going, but everyone fucking ruins it. Why is it always such a nightmare? Yeah. That's why I mean, Mo and I go out. We almost go exclusively to the, uh, you know, the 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 beer and food ones. Right. Because two reasons. One, because not to say that people don't get a. Uh, uh, loud and yeah. those things but it kind of does a couple of things one you're expected a little bit more noise just because people are eating and like walking in and out so it's almost like i'm not expecting everyone to be completely quiet because this environment does not facilitate that so i can forgive it it's more of the ambiance right and two like after a couple of drinks you just force it also forces you to see a movie where you're like i'm gonna have a couple of drinks and kick back like I, i'll only go to the movies where i'm like and people are kind of talking in the distance or whatever eh, it's a dumb thing it's a fun thing it's an action movie or a scary movie that's fine like i will almost never see like dramas or comedies because like someone's just gonna fucking ruin this yeah it, i just have to get very specific about when and where i go but you get the movie pass so i know so i I'm, I'm i'm fine-tuning it all the time give us give us brett's keys brett's keys for going to a movie theater going to a movie and not getting disturbed during um, the day it de- oh, there's depends on the movie say you want to go see um a horror movie yeah and it's just come out came out that day yeah um 
you don't want to go at like seven. You don't want to go at the prime time. And I don't know. That's the thing. Cause I used to, I would, I, at one point I'd probably say you do want to do that. Cause that's like, sometimes you want a raucous crowd. Yeah, definitely. It's like movie. a horror movie. Yeah, that's the best. Um, but sometimes, I don't know. I have a lot of problems with AMC. You'd rather go Street. later when like the more serious people yeah, are there? Yeah, I think like the 10 o'clock show opening night for horror movie is the most fun Let crowd. the teenagers go, cycle through in the first one. Yeah, totally. they're going to be home, so you want to go to the later one. Okay, totally. that's pretty good. Um, I made the mistake. This is my... I should have known this. I went to see Monsters University when that came out, opening day. Not a horror movie? Not a horror movie. And it was a... I was working a weird schedule, so I went the first show Friday morning, which is like 10 o'clock. That must have been a fucking zoo. That's when zoo. all the kids that went. That must have been a zoo. It was a zoo. I was, the, I was an Holy adult with a, in a sea of children and yeah. adults. It was and very Every adult creepy. is like, why is that guy here without a child? Yeah, there, there were probably some like red flags I guarantee there was a whisper conversation. Keep an eye on that Jewy looking guy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Do I look Jewish? No. <laughs> I don't know why I threw that in there. So I figure that they, because if they're not working and they're taking the kids, they're probably kind of uptight about shit like that. <laughs> yeah. And then like my other tips are just too New York too, too New York specific. It's just like Yeah. If you're going to go see an art film at Lincoln Plaza and you don't go at like I try to go to those at late night because yep. the old people are in bed. Yes, yeah, because call. usually the old they're going to talk They're bringing food. They're bringing food. They're talking loudly. They're you're going to get their interpretation of what the events on screen were. They're yeah. going to tell you all about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, don't do that. Go late for art, art stuff. OK, this should be an ongoing thing. People can. How about this? Listeners can tweet at us or get a hold of us and ask us or tell us what movie they're going to see. And the, we'll tell the you when and where and to Brett, go. And Brett, the, the movie doctor, will tell you when to go. That's, that's what you think. You will be a movie doctor for people's movie-going experience. Tell them what snacks to get, when to go with theater to go see it. Mm. Yeah, what time to go. And if, okay, I'll I give like you, that. I like it, too. I'll give you another pro tip. What do you got? Um, if, you frequent, if you go to the movies as much as I do, uh, first of all, get a movie pass. That's number one. But number two is when you have movie pass, yeah. pay the fifteen bucks at AMC. If if you have to go to AMC, is like you in New York, you kind of have to. Yeah. Um, pay the fifteen bucks for Stubbs Premiere Pack, which is like what their is their rewards package. But usually, uh, the reward thing you can get for free. Yeah. You get points every time. Eventually, you get five oh. bucks if you do the premiere one for fifteen bucks. Yeah. First of all, there's always a promotion where you get five. Basically, you get five bucks right back. Mm-hmm. Um. And it you get points five times as fast okay. on that one. What do you do with these points? You I have forty five dollars in M, in AMC money right now. Like I for the tickets, stand? I can buy concessions. There's this thing now. Get it, that cool AMC polo shirt you keep talking about. <laughs> yeah, you can truly get all that weird, dumb like movie memorabilia stuff. I think it, I, I think the food on, things. The I use thing, it on. Yeah, yeah I got like a pizza the other day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you go five times as fast means I think every two. Two, maybe three times you go, you get five bucks back. And it paid for itself for me already. I'm thinking about using some of the money to check out this IMAX VR Whoa, that yes. they have at AMC Kips Bay. Like the whole lobby has been redone where it's like a VR thing. And there's really? all these different like games and movies. Good. And it's no. like 10 bucks to do it. It's like a few bucks less than a movie. But it seems like it only lasts like 15, 20 minutes. I'm not nostalgic towards the uh, movie theater going experience of yesteryear or whatever. I like how theaters, the right ones, are like, we're doing 4D. We're doing 3D. We're getting VR in there. We're turning into arcade in front, gourmet food in this. Like, yes, please. Yeah. Like, I welcome all that stuff. Whenever I go back to Chicago, I always get dragged to seeing a movie at the Music Box Theater. I'm sorry. We know our homie does the, does like, uh, the, the, uh, does some of the programming there. Yeah. But the Music Box Theater.
theater is not a good theater it's to just see movies. Old. You can't hear anything. The screen is small. You can hear the train passing, and it's also like a curved floor. So if someone sits in front of you, you can't see over them. I'm kind of tall, so I hate when I go to the theater and I feel well, like I'm blocking the people behind me. I like yeah. it. It's just that doesn't. I don't miss that at all. There's the cat loan bearing to my parents live by. I fucking hate going there. No, I want the stadium seats. I want the loud ass shit. I want 3D and VR and fucking crazy ass nachos with pulled pork on it. I want all that stuff. <laughs> Maybe this has changed, but in my hometown in Skokie, they still the Old Orchard Mall and up until the last time I was there had they still had like one side. They they took one theater down the street down and they built another one at the mall and it had stadium seating. It was only six theaters. Yeah, and then the other theater was still there. There's six screens also and it's just the old school not stadium seating just like a weird little room and last time i was like that's still like it was still there Mm. it's like i'm just surprised because like lincoln plaza is like that here yeah there's a few theaters that are just like that and it's like it does it's not a great way to watch a movie Enough of this boring bullshit. But I, it. Yeah, but I, want, I, want, I want to throw one more thing out there. I've always wondered about this. I've always daydreamed about doing this, but never think to do it. Don't theaters still have, like, if you tell them you're hard of hearing, they give you, like, a headset that, like, amps yep. it up? Yeah. I've always wondered about pretending that I'm hard of hearing to get that thing, because how many are they using? And then almost, wouldn't it then, in theory, be like, I'm getting, like, the headphones of the movie, and if I had that, I couldn't hear the people around me? Yeah, that'd probably be I mean, smart. It can't be that much louder. We didn't have in Evanston. We were mostly senior citizens who came, so yeah. we had a lot of them. I would like to get try with that headset and just be like, "Ah, oh, people could be talking and doing shit all the time." If you know how many old men and women would you have to leave your driver's license when you take one? You know, collateral. Yeah, I remember, they would yeah. just fucking leave it. We yeah. were, we would collect people's driver's licenses. Yeah, because people don't know they would they would turn them in. They would just leave them in the theater. And like, yeah, but the th- when I worked that, I'm always like, this seems like you should be able to get these regardless. We also just- had the caption machines. Did you ever seen those? No, what is that? You put it's like a weird like googly armed thing that you put in your cup holder, and it's like a little screen that has subtitles. Now is that because if you don't speak English, or just because uh, you can't hear well? Or if well, you're or? deaf. Oh wow! Yeah, or hard of hearing. Um, so that, and actually the weird thing about that is I work at, uh, I still work at Yahoo. I didn't get laid off, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. I know you're kind of hoping for that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Thank you, well, you so get much. the fucking severance package. I know. That would have been nice. Some people did get some, I'll tell you about it. Some yes. interesting severance package. Can't wait. Um, uh, but I met a guy when I was at Yahoo. One of my first crusades when I got there was like, we have all these videos online and like, there's no captions on Facebook for them. It's like, why? That's important. We should, we need, we need them. Yeah. So I found out there is. This whole system that I guess Yahoo maybe owns, but it's like we use it. It's called 3Play, and I met the guy who created it. And it's basically anytime a video gets uploaded to Yahoo's network, it it exists. The, the caption file does exist okay. on this website, 3Play. And I met the guy who runs it, and he actually is the inventor of the technology. Wow, cool. And like the movie theater tech too. He so invented they, that couple of So when thing Yahoo I told you bought about. it, he, they bought him. Yeah, so this guy, Larry Goldberg. Shout out to Larry Goldberg. Yo, what up, Goldberg? He is the coolest guy I've ever met. Get him on the pod. Dude, he'd probably have a lot to say. Have he, it is like interesting things working with the movie theater industry? Yeah. He invented that technology. Let's get it's him on crazy. here. It's crazy. So okay. when he came to town, he like worked remotely, I think, from Boston. He um he came to town and we had lunch and it was great. Uh, nice. let's talk, what are we talking about today, Joe? I don't know. Well, oh, the <laughs> the main event is a movie called The Dark Song. A Dark Song. Indie film. Uh, we'll pull up some info on it in a second here, but we Irish both watched it. indie film. Oh, yeah, Irish. Directorial yeah. debut mm-hmm. also. Uh, interesting premise. Really good performances. Uh, I've been seeing... Maybe it's just the way I use Facebook they were, and Instagram. Like I was every fucking time really? I go on there, I'd see an ad for it. To, to, I've to just heard that. a lot of praise. IFC film? 
Simmons. Uh, yes, I yeah. have Seaman Knight, I think. So uh, we watched it, and we'll be talking about our thoughts of it. If you haven't looked at Brett's Twitter, you'll know that he liked it a lot. If you Yeah, I did like it a lot, yeah. and we'll see what Joe thought. Also, yeah. you may, if you're an avid listener, which you probably are, yeah. <laughs> um, you may know that this episode was probably supposed to be about the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. We're skipping it for two reasons. One, because I didn't see it. Uh, another reason I didn't watch anything. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, sorry. We'll get to it. I mean, we're just we're just like we're just dreading it. I wa- think I don't I don't know if you say a running joke if it ruins the running joke, but I what? think it'd be really fun if we just every week we said we we're gonna do it. We never did it. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't think that's fun. I think it's annoying. Maybe we'll do it next week then. Maybe some if some fans want to call into our uh, our hotline and uh, leave message what they felt about, it, and we'll just kind of do a pastiche of all of our fans' thoughts of the the yeah. Never just give out my phone number. They could leave. Yeah, a why don't you put that? Oh, yeah, they got your email. Yeah, I don't find. I'll it do it. I yeah. don't care. Okay, fine. Eight four seven six one two four five four six. Leave if a you leave me uh, a voice, if I pick up the phone, I'll just tell you to call back and uh, <laughs> <laughs> leave a voicemail. If you leave me a voicemail with your thoughts on the nightmare remake, uh, we'll play it. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe we won't have we won't even have to watch it at some point. Oh, dude, <laughs> going back just a minute for Iceland. You know what's the best thing about Iceland was the food. The food in Iceland's insane. What did you eat? Fucking everything. But the seafood there is incredible. And also, they have really good pizza. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Some of the best pizza I've had was in Iceland. Somebody oh, and they had the best hot dog. I did a video about it for a Business Insider. The best hot oh, dog in the world. Oh, you were working while you were there. I huh? thought, it, well, I had this hot dog. I'm like, I got to do a video about this. Was your wife like, ugh? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> so I can only get a couple of snapshots. And with that, I think it's time for the horror movie Bits and Pieces. Oh, and before, after we do Bits and Pieces and before we get to the main event, we will talk about what did you watch. I saw a few things, mostly TV related. We'll get into Twin Peaks. We'll talk about Handmaid's Tale. I finally saw Suicide Squad. Did you see Wonder Woman? I did. Have you talked about it? Yeah. Okay, never mind then. Whatever. Uh, I also finished up The Leftovers and yada, yada, yada. We will talk about that. For that, we got some Bits and Pieces. You got them pulled up? Yeah, sure. Um, this is a fun one. Hey, I haven't done the theme yet. Okay. Let me find one on the I, phone. I was prefacing your theme. It's going to be a fun one. I think this is a new song, so... Bits and pieces. What do you got? Um, I think I sent you the trailer for this this week. What is it? That new uh, Blumhouse release called Happy Death Day. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, so it was previously titled Half to Death. And it comes out on it's one of those movies. It's like Friday the Thirteenth. We're coming out mm. October. Um, Does it come out to October? No. Oh, so Jesus. if you saw the trailer, made me laugh a lot. First of all, because it features uh, Fifty Cent's Into Club very mm-hmm. prominently, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is like, what year is this? It's a ringtone, yeah. Um, so the movie is literally Groundhog's Day, but with a murder. Yeah. <laughs> so this college student is reliving her death every day. Um, until well, she, I like, guess, solves it. But yeah, no matter what she does, this guy kills. No matter her. what she does, she gets ki- uh, she gets killed. It seems fun. Um, the trailer played before the shark movie, and I saw it. I thought it looked. I thought it lo- I think it looks fun. It looks very fun. It's cool that like it seems like they're harkening back to like we remember when we used to do like the themed episodes where it was like, you know, all these like Thanksgiving horror movies, all these like Christmas mm-hmm. horror. Movies. It's like they're trying to do some sort of like. Something they could do every year. I think Blumhouse produce. Oh, you think there'll be more after? I this? feel like they're gonna if if it does well, this there'll will be, be a, a franchise. Happy Death Day. Oh yeah, franchise. certainly. Yeah. Oh, I'd like to see that. Um, I hope it's good. I'm always hopeful. I think it looks like dumb, but I like. I think the uh, reliving the same day over and over again is kind of like a secret fantasy everyone has. 
Because it's not because like, you can like perfect it and like one day you could like a thing in the trailer she like is walking around nude at one point. Yeah, just, what like, if you could do whatever you want or just, like suddenly, uh, you know? And they did it in Groundhog's Day and it looks like they did it in this one too, where like you have your day down so perfectly, you move through it just being like the hero and doing everything perfectly and sidestep right. disaster. And My blah, blah, favorite blah. thing about this movie existing is that there was a there was a movie this year already yeah. that came out that very little fanfare you probably haven't even heard of what it movie? called Before I Fall. Uh, where I saw the trailer a million times, but the same premise, except it's not she was murdered. She's like she gets in a car accident, and then like, she's stuck reliving the last she, day until, and she has to unravel the mystery around her death. So it's kind of the same premise, but it's Absolutely. like this, this is based on a book, and it's like a it's like a teeny. Before like I a, fall is based on a book. Before I fall is based on like what do you call it? YA, like young adult. Yes, sir. Fiction. It's one of those, and I heard it wasn't that bad of a movie, but. I like that they're doing a horse. People love that fantasy. Already. People love that. Yeah. I mean, we also we also Why love time that? travel, but I think the issue every time travel movie has to do with uh, g- getting back to where you were before you time travel without fucking something up. Like every time travel movie, basically, the person goes back in time, and no matter what they do, they keep screwing something up to make things worse for them. You know, that's every time travel movie. Yeah. And I think that that kind of, it becomes like that conundrum of like, how do I undo what I did? But like these types of movies, like these ground, we'll call them Groundhog Day movies. Yeah. Where it's kind of like absolves of that. It's like no matter, what you, no matter what you do, you go back to the beginning. And it's kind of fun to be like, oh yeah, what's going to happen this time? What's going to, okay, go left. And because you also, everyone Choose wonders, your own adventure. Yeah, everyone wonders, you know, if they kind of. What did, would I do? Yeah, well, it, what would my life be like if I did actually If I went left y. instead of right or yeah. whatever. And it kind of plays on that, uh, that fantasy. Yeah, so, so the movie will be successful. I'm calling it now. Okay. Well, I can't wait to see it. I'm bummed I gotta wait till October. Uh, this is a fun business insider scoop. What actually. do you got? Jason Garacio talked to Alex Kurtzman, the terrible fucking director of the Mummy movie. Really? And he he talked to him after the bad reviews came out, and he said, like, he just brought it up, and uh, Alex Kurtzman said, "That's disappointing." Someone called it the worst Tom Cruise movie ever, which I also echoed. It's true. Um, wow, really? Yeah. But, uh, Worse than the Rock of Ages movie? That's the my my addendum to that statement was I haven't seen Rock of Ages and what I haven't seen Oblivion. Night and Day one? Night and Day I've seen. It's not that bad. It's actually kind of fun. Okay. Um, but he said, obviously, that's disappointing to hear. The only gauge that I really use to judge uh, is having traveled around the world and hearing audiences in the theaters. This is a movie that I think is made for audiences. And in my experience, oh, that's so critics nice, and audiences don't always sing the same song. Sure. So he doubled down and said, I'm not making movies for them. He's not making movies. It's one of those, my favorite argument yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, really yeah, bad yeah. filmmakers yeah. make. This isn't for critics. It's for the fans. No fucking fan enjoys this movie. Yeah. It's a piece of shit. Go check the cinema score. I'm glad Alex Kurtzman is, uh, I want to go more, talk a little more about this because we talked last week. I think the box office receipts had just come in and it was like a $30 million weekend. It's a Tom Cruise movie. Which is bad. No, it's terrible for a domestic debut yeah no, yeah um i'm just saying like this but, doesn't surprise me because right. cruise is in it um again and especially after this weekend the numbers are also in that movie despite being a huge bomb here it's doing very poorly here it uh had another 53 million overseas this weekend and foreign total 240 million uh and it has 56 total in america and it's not going to hit 100 here at all nah so <sighs> i wish it's it were bad. more of a failure for universal because like there's this is them launching a franchise and it's like a mess and it's terrible yeah and they're kind of validated now it's like their movie's gonna make money uh abroad it'll be fine but can you do they really want to do this whole f- franchise where there's no interest in america whatsoever this movie's not gonna make 100 million and they're gonna allegedly keep making th- i i, I, am I mean predicting, if it makes money it makes money you know 
And yeah, I guess they don't care. But I think you're going to see some like a sea change in the production of them or something. Certainly, something's going to change. Well, of course, they're going to try and so they'll they'll tweak the next one. Ha- just like Wonder Woman now, Wonder Woman is going to cause DC to change everything because good. that movie's good, pretty good, and it's like good, they're making yeah. money yeah. Uh, on it. So they're like, oh, quality matters, and they'll have it'll have way longer legs than any of the other yeah, ones. Yeah. So like they're going to realize, good. hmm, maybe we shouldn't do this dumb. Yeah, I think, Jack I think these bullshit. things will will, will uh, change. Have they shot any of these other Universal movies? No. What do we got? We got Johnny Depp's The Invisible Man. Javier Bardem, Bardem is, is going to be Frankenstein. The wolf. He's Frankenstein. Who's the Wolfman? I don't think they've cast the Wolfman yet. What's uh, what's uh, Russell uh, Crowe? He's in this one, and he's an apparently he's like the Nick Fury of Avengers of it. He's he plays Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Yeah, okay. And he's like assembling a crew apparently of like. Why is he monster. doing it? There's don't try to don't don't hurt yourself. And who's <laughs> and who's Dracula? I don't think they've cast that either. But the rumor is there's like Angelina Jolie for Bride of Frankenstein. Like there's all this like random mm. casting shit. But I don't think anyone's going to want to touch this shit after this movie. It was a mess. There's always articles going around blaming Tom Cruise. Saying like Tom Cruise took like unprecedented control over the production. Every movie he's done he <coughs> takes pretty control of. Get real. It's fucking Tom True, Cruise. True. And most of the time it works out pretty well. And yeah. I would not blame. Like he's the best thing about this piece of shit. Like yeah. he's trying. But, like, everything about it's a mess. Because it looks really bad, too. Like, the effects oh, are terrible. The, like, it's one of those things where, like, maybe for budget reasons, it's, like, really dark, and you can't see any detail on any CGI. Don't you think it's so weird it's when they really do that? It's really weird. It's like, we figured it's like it out, right? like, you spent all this money to just make yeah. it look this bad. When the, yeah. when the effects are bad, and we'll talk about, because I finally saw uh, Suicide Squad, and that's another movie. I can't just like, that's also one of those movies that's not a movie. <laughs> like, I know, but, it, like, 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 like visually, stuff. the effects were so bad. I'm like, I don't get it. Like... Yeah. These studios have made movies that because have great-looking effects. They have why no reason so to care bad? anymore because they'll still make all their money. You think that's why, huh? I'm j- yeah, I'm okay. cynical. Next bit and piece. Um, I guess I can talk about this one. Talk about that. Oh, Kevin Smith. What about him? <laughs> um, I don't know if you knew when he was doing his podcast thing and making Tusk and doing all that shit. Yeah, yeah of course. He announced. Um, he was, was still making from All Rats too. Right, that's supposed to happen. I think that might have been shot. I thought they shot it. Maybe they didn't. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Take whatever this take this news with a grain of salt. Take any Kevin Smith news with a grain of salt. What do you got? So he said before that he was making that he had written a script called Comes the Krampus. I don't know if you remember that. Yes, that's but right. Like yeah. he was talking about making this like uh, I think it eventually changed the title to Anti Claus. It was going to be like a horror movie about Santa, a the Kramp- evil Santa Krampus. And then Krampus came out. There's two that came out there. Two yeah. that came oh, out. Oh, that Christmas uh, story. So that was now he's saying. Christmas horror story, yeah. He said on Facebook Live the other day, we're going to make this Krampus movie. And then somebody went out and made a Krampus movie. Ours was an anthology that played more like Creepshow. Or to appeal to the modern day kids, Creepshow 2. Very funny, Kevin Smith. Yeah. Or let's say Black Mirror. It's kind of like that. It's an anthology. It's kind of like Black Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> so our Krampus movie. Can you movie, imagine a Krampus Black Mirror episode? What the fuck would that even be? Yeah, the technology. Like, what tech does yeah, Krampus yeah, yeah, have? Yeah, yeah, Krampus is like every every His kid. Super... Every kid who gets an iPad for Christmas, Krampus kills. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, uh, but but do you get your kid what he wants for Christmas, even though that'll be ultimately his demise at the hands of Krampus? Really makes you think, doesn't it? This is my favorite. That truly is the Black Mirror. <laughs> Go ahead. He just is talking about how this movie got shelled because of that. And then he goes, so we decided to re-engineer that dopey script. We turned it into a different movie. We just changed the Krampus character. It's almost the same script. Took out the Christmas elements. Instead, we're calling it Kilroy Was Here. Wait, that's a a reference to Tommy, right? The film will feature a long-nosed monster that was designed by Robert Kurtzman. Yeah. And it's inspired by the Kilroy Was Here graffiti prominent during World War II. Yeah. The horror anthology is being, it's being filmed apparently right now in Florida. And Smith 
is being assisted by students from the Ringling College of Art and Design. Whatever. What is Kevin Smith fucking doing? I don't know. He's making a low budget Kilroy movie now with a bunch of based on that popular drawing that you see around. You're like, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. So I love that he's so dopey enough. Well, he'll just be like, Yeah, we took the script that definitely. I'm sure sure you it sucks. But we took the script. We took out the 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 main character. Krampus. We took out the Christmas elements, and we just have another movie. We made a Kilroy. He's like. I hate like that peek behind the curtain like no one wanted yeah. or like needed. But if it just came out without you knowing, like oh, a new Kevin Smith movie, Kilroy's here, you'd be like, wait, like that dumb drawing that I see. Like, I, I thought the Kilroy thing was either related to uh, the Who's Tommy or had something to do with um, uh, Doctor Who. It doesn't. Maybe I'm not sure. It didn't huh. say in that little article, but I, if you if you're probably right. What's What's up with Kilroy, guys? Hit us up on the tweets. Um, this next one. Is interesting. We've talked yeah. about. I think I talked about the Conjuring universe with you recently. Sure. Oh yeah. Um. So there's another Conjuring universe movie coming out. Uh, um. The Crooked Man. Do you remember the Crooked Man? That was like the main bad guy. The main bad guy from the second one. Yeah. Was that the one that they were using to manipulate, it, or is that like the actual bad guy? Um. There's two. Remember, the whole thing was like the one that was haunting was being forced by an eviler one. That's a pretty clever idea. Yeah. I it sounds complicated to say, but in the movie it made like perfect sense. I thought so really here's cool. the producer's note. He says, I think there's something fascinating in The Crooked Man. Maybe tonally he's not as grounded as The Conjuring itself is, and maybe that's why some people felt it wasn't what they were looking for in The Conjuring. But I suspect a movie with him would be very cool. I just love what the character can be. It's just very vague. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned before that – yeah, this guy. <laughs> I oh, mentioned yeah, yeah, yeah. before yes, that yes, yes. Um, the Annabelle creation looks like a Ouija 2 situation where it looks pretty good. It's mm-hmm. rated R. Mm-hmm. They're going mm-hmm. for it. So that's coming out August 11th. The Nun comes out July of next year, 2018. Okay. And then this, uh, I don't think there's a date for it yet, but it is, it's happening. I'll and see it. it. I mean, yeah. we loved Conjuring too, so I'll give yeah. it a... Yeah, as we mentioned before, I think last week, uh, my, mo- my main concern was railing against Universal's idea to do this um, universe that they're doing with, yeah. with The Mummy, just because like the only reason they're doing it is because the universes are hot they have this property and they're mm-hmm. like to them it's like oh we can just do that it's like the reason the marvel ones work which work which i put in quotes because like i don't like them but the work they work for their fan base yeah. is because it's an already existing world yeah like that's a if the comic book world is like that it's you're been, allowed been, to do that you know th- three decades of people dying to see the stuff on the totally screen, yeah. so them like shoehorning like, all oh, these God, monsters together Frankenstein bad. doesn't make it's not it's like, it's like a crossover episode of a tv show it's not like it's thought out it's kind of dumb so the conjuring is an original property. Yeah. Well, I guess you could say it's based on the Amityville stuff, but they're the them, them expanding out in that way makes more sense to me because it's like it's happening organic. I don't know. Like, I mean, the fact that those were hit movies, it's like, well, clearly just make something off the bad guy. I mean, with, with Blumhouse uh, especially, you know, they got their formula down. I mean, how much is this movie going to cost to make? Considering how well, much I don't know. The made? Conjuring may- costs a lot. But I think the spinoffs will probably cost a fraction of what the yeah. actual one. I'm just do. testing it out. It's like how we do video at both our respective jobs if you write something that's a huge hit or a video is like a huge hit it's like okay now do as yeah. many videos that are in the it's same like round the one for me two for that like the long tail <laughs> theory of like okay let's just keep like kind of trying to get as much as we can out of this momentum until it kind of dies down like making as much money or getting as much reach as you can until it seems like nobody cares anymore so good for them i'll see it what do you got what's next what else do i got um a lot of tabs open, boys. Yeah, Pick okay. Uh, Flatliners. Uh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit something here. Go ahead. Never seen Flatliners. It's fine. It's a definition of fine. Okay, I saw a trailer for the new one. Yeah. Before 
the the shark movie, and I I think it's a great premise. And I think the trailer people are shitting on it because I'm sure like the fans of the original are like, eh. but it's like it seems one of those movies like why would you remake this first of all? Um, but if you're going to, it, it looks cool to me. And it made me to the point where I just bought Flatliners on Blu-ray for five bucks. Why? Why don't you just I want to stream see it? Because it's stream the, it. the same. It's a dollar more for me to own it. Why not? Yeah, exactly. For less than a dollar, you don't have to carry the thing around with I you I prefer buying Blu-rays for one reason. It's just because project, projection plus sound sound system on Blu-rays Whatever. is better than streaming. Streaming's pretty. It's great. But like, it's, another, it's a dollar. Flatliners is totally Am fine. I going to like it? It's fine. Uh, I yeah, I mean, it's also kind of interesting the fact that it's a movie with Kevin Bacon, Kiefer Sutherland, Julia Roberts, I think one of the Baldwins and Oliver Platt. The first three I mentioned being like huge stars at the time that they did it, like nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah, Joel Schumacher like, made this movie. It was movie. like crazy all three of them in a movie, but at the same time, maybe because just when it came out, it was like all three of them were heroes. Sure, it's like you know you got Kiefer Sutherland, but Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland is specifically. His character and I was just so like, Ugh. he's not the bad guy, but he's certainly kind of like, and he fucking sucks in this movie. So I, I just think the movie was just okay. It's just one of those projects where like, um, I don't see the appeal of a remake. Like a Joel I the, Schumacher I movie. Is, I think it's a good premise. It's a good premise. I like it. They come back and like now like they're, right. they're kind of like. I'm not going to speak on it until I watch it. I'm going to watch it. Coming I'll report back next week. Because I did. I also watch. I bought a bunch of Blu-rays for five bucks of movies that I've never seen that I should see. Like what? Um, I'd never seen Total Recall. Wow, really? What you think? I watched it yesterday. Fucking awesome! It's amazing. It's, it's like one of my favorite movies. It's so. Oh, good. we'll get that. And what did you watch? Um, I didn't realize that was the first time you saw it. Yeah, dude, Quado, that guy fucking rules. Yeah, it was great. But then when I was watching it, all I could do was laugh thinking about how they remade it, directed by Len Wiseman. Yeah, the remake it's was like, like, who cares? Imagine remaking an R-rated Verhoeven movie that literally the only reason the movie works is because Verhoeven did it, and it's violent and as it's fuck, insane. It's and it's so insane. violent, and Schwarzenegger. And in making that a PG-13 futuristic movie with Colin Farrell, I could not be less interested. Well, in that, that movie, I think the Colin Farrell one was closer to the source material. Total Recall has all, next to nothing to do with the Philip K. Dick book yeah, it's yeah. based on. I believe it's a. Uh, which I don't forget. You can buy your memories wholesale or something like that. Like it's not even close to what I love. That Total Recall. Yeah. Oh, it's one of my favorite away. movies. I can't believe you've yeah. seen it. What I know. Else? It's one of those movies. What's another one I can I can scold you on the. Um, uh, I've never seen Starship Troopers in full. Okay. I've seen like bits and pieces on TV. So Great. I bought another, that. Another Ver- oh, a Verhoeven. Uh, yeah, just a double, couple of Verhoeven. Um, uh, that might be it. Okay. Of what I bought, I also bought American Werewolf in London, which I've seen and just sure. love it, and I haven't seen it in years. Great movie. Wanted to rewatch it. One of my faves as well. So, The Strangers Two is being made right now, and it's actually being directed by the guy who just made this shark movie, Forty Seven Meters Down, which we'll talk about. Great, can't but wait to hear he about it. He just said it has a John Carpenter influence. Everything I to just does. Read next. a quote that he Everything said. Everything does. I'm Keep. in. <laughs> Move on. At this point, everything does. Everything has that kind of soundtrack. Everything has that. I just love when directors baselessly spout like it has a real strong emotional heart yeah. and has a very cool retro feel. A lot of yep. references. John Carpenter. Dude, that, that's a, that's, don't look now. That, here's, what, here's what happened. A bunch of executives were like, hey, people love strangers, th- Stranger Things for some reason. Let's make something that looks like that. Throwback to 80s stuff with the stark colors and the like synth techno rock soundtrack. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Smart assy leads going on adventures. Yep. Hey, I love John Carpenter, but like people are getting everything. People are just throwing his name around when they do something that just looks like phony and retro. 
All right, the, there's this ho- trailer came out. I haven't watched it yet. It's for a Daniel Radcliffe movie. Ooh. It's directed by Greg McLean, who did Wolf Creek and uh, Belko, which I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Jungle, and it's uh, based on a best-selling real-life story of Yassi Ginsberg. Who that? In the early 80s, 22-year-old Israeli backpacker Yassi Ginsberg and two friends set off from the Bolivian city of La Paz on what was supposed to be the adventure of a lifetime. Leading the way into the uncharted Amazon was an Austrian expat named Carl whatever, who had met his, who'd met the French just days before and claimed to be familiar with the region. But their dream trip soon turned into a wilderness nightmare. Oh, the dream becomes a nightmare. Very poetic so, way of describing it. Uh, Greg McLean, I liked Wolf Creek. Okay, I liked Rogue, that crocodile movie. thought that was pretty okay. Didn't like Belko. Uh, I'll probably check this out. Daniel Radcliffe doing horror. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds good. It looks good. Uh, I'll check it out. Okay. Uh, David Fincher's Netflix series is coming October 13th. What's it called? Mindhunter. Oof. Um, I don't know about that name. That sounds like a fake movie in like an episode set, of Seinfeld. Set in 1979, Ooh. the TV series centers on inquisitive and skilled FBI agent Bill Tench, along with fellow serial killer investigator in the behavioral science unit, FBI agent Holden Ford... Uh, Tension Ford. Tench interview serial killers to help them solve current murders. So it's like serial it's like, you know, serial killers hunting other serial killers. Sounds pretty cool but to in 79 me. 79 when they didn't have like uh, Facebook. I think the whole series is directed by Fincher, so that's yeah, cool. Yeah, good fan. Okay. Uh we'll keep a lookout for that. We're at peak television. We are. Oh, so there's this whole really long uh Hollywood Reporter article this week. Uh-huh. Should have led with this. About <laughs> uh, well, fix it in post. We won't. Um, it's about how the Friday the 13th rights battle is happening. Still happening, huh? Yeah, still happening. Uh, Victor Miller, the original film screenwriter, claims he wasn't employed when he wrote the movie and thus is looking to terminate a grant of rights and reclaim ownership of it. Um, and in the 1970s, Congress amended copyright law to allow this, so Miller is trying to do that. Uh, the implications aren't fully explained. Uh, the website, T- uh, Hollywood Reporter theorizes... This horror story. The franchise could be ripped apart. In the United States, new films in the canon are made, but without the Jason character. Where outside the country, other 13th or Friday 13th sequels are allowed with Jason, but they can't be released domestically. So, like, there's this weird rights battle going on, and I think Victor Miller is uh, trying to shittily get the rights to this thing he doesn't deserve the rights to, is what it sounds like. Sounds like it. Um, So, good luck to. I'm not going to read this whole thing. I read it last week. Um, but Google Hollywood Reporter, Friday 13th, the headline is Friday 13th producer points to writer's union membership in bid to retain franchise rights. Mm. Yeah, he wants to reclaim them and he wants to take Jason. But the fact is, Jason isn't in the first one. So his claim is kind of bullshit. Yeah, you know, that's true. Yeah, Jason's yeah. Bar- like he's in it at the end, but like the iconic character. He's not at the end. Well, he jumps out of the water. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. But like he isn't Jason with the mask. So like him claiming ownership of that wouldn't mean anything. You yeah. Know, Jason's not involved. Until number so it's two, this really silly a, thing. And they introduced him as a frightened retard. Their words, not That's mine. That's true. That was number two. That was two, right? Yeah. yeah. You should uh, read the article, though. It's actually, it's very informative. You'll learn a lot about copyright law. I don't want to know about it. Um, What else is going on? Nothing. That's it. It's okay. That's it. All right. What did you, what did you watch? Yeah. And the theme song goes, what, what did you watch? Uh, yeah, so Suicide Squad on the plane. Yeah, you're. Why did you do that? Because I was bored. And did uh, you pay money for it? No, it was free. Okay, it was horrible. It was so bad. 
isn't it? It's perplexingly bad. It looks terrible. It's just a montage. It doesn't make any it's sense. It's a montage. I don't know what they were doing or why. They understand that the guy, that the guy's girlfriend, that's a scientist, also is possessed by a witch whose brother is trying to take over the something or other and may, turning everyone into these demons that you got to like blow up their heads and. Yeah, I mean, wasn't wasn't for you. Not at all. It made <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not quite sure what the fuck was going on in it. It was a colossal mess. And anyone who said it was anything more than unwatchable is a liar or an idiot. Hated it. But I ha- what I have enjoyed, let me look at my list real quick. Uh, finished up The Leftovers. It was great. Great show. I think years to come, people will look back and be like, why didn't more people like that show? I think it is brilliantly done, and I loved the last episode and just loved it. Uh, what did I say? Handmaid's Tale is very good. Is it very over? good? No, there's still the season's still going on. It gets better and better. It's, it's okay. surprising. Uh, that's I, on my list of like immediate things. Thought to I wasn't do. gonna like it, but I'm wowed at how, how how good it is. It keeps getting better and better. Uh, Hulu has a documentary about Big Brother magazine, the magazine that eventually do Big, Big Brother videos, which eventually lead to a show called Jackass. Oh, it, yeah, it has everything to do uh, the whole oral history, how it came to be, how offensive it was, how eventually it was bought by Larry Flint. Then when they went on tour, they started making videos where they did no skating and all fucking around. And some of the guys who were stars in those movies, like a young Steve-O and a young Je- uh, young Johnny uh, Knoxville, and it also attracted Chris Pontius and all those guys. And then also talked about how, meanwhile, in Philadelphia, this guy Bam Marger and his friends are making these idiot videos. And then those things became popular. And then uh, Spike Jones was doing some of the filming. I remember in the the, I used to own the CKY yeah. DVDs. Yeah. So uh, and then when Spike Jones was popular, he went to uh, I think it was Jeff Germain, the guy who oversaw the yep. uh, oversaw the magazine, was like, "We should get these guys." They just cut a trailer or a pilot out of all the stuff they'd already made over years of making these like skate videos, and MTV bought it, and then you got Jackass. I I love. I think I've talked about how much I love Jackass. Yeah, Jackass was incredible. I, I think everyone my, loved it. Who I did not my, like Jackass? My dad claimed to not enjoy it, but he I, saw all the movies and I he know. laughed his ass off. Well, if I was a parent. And at a teenager yeah, who was like, like, this rules, I'd be like, oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to set my head yeah, on we fire filmed, we filmed like, no, 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 We no. filmed stuff in high school. Yeah, of course. Everyone did. Did dumb shit. Or if you didn't have a camera, at least did the pranks at parties. I was in college when that was on. Suddenly, everyone's fucking trying to like jump off of stuff and break yeah, stuff. Yeah, we threw a do- bike off of a park giant slide I remember being and, at a yeah. being at a uh, a bar and some guys stole like a like there was like a, a it was like a bar that's a restaurant during the day or whatever yeah and by the uh i guess the waitress point of sale system you know or, or, or where they have like yeah. all that shit like they gra- grabbed the stapler and they were like taking shots and stapling each other in the chest really hard and stuff and just seeing who could like d- like go the hardest oh I was my like, god this, i'm like this is pretty wild <laughs> So anyway, uh, it's called. I think it's just called the Big Brother documentary. It's on and it was Hulu. good. It's very, oh, it's really good. I love. I love any like. Uh, I guess oral history documentary and any like sort of like raucous time when a a crazy like a uh, scene or band or magazine or anything like that. I like all that stuff because it's just like these guys were fucking out of control. It's very fascinating to me. Cool. Check it out. What else? Twin Peaks. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Episode. Six? I believe six. We're almost halfway through. We're not quite no, yet. Oh, it's uh, there's eighteen. We're a third of the way there. Yeah, I love it, but Mo hates it, and I can see why people wouldn't like it. I, I, I hesitated to. I hesitate to recommend it to anyone. Oh, I wouldn't. I would say if you're a David Lynch film fan, yeah. watch it. If it's you're great. a Twin Peaks fan, take. Uh, it's like a long. It's like a Twin long Peaks David episodes. Lynch movie. Um, I, I, there's a lot of debate. People are saying like, when's Cooper gonna like wake up? 
I want Dougie to be Cooper the whole. I, just, I want that to be the whole the whole show. Why is that? I, it's so funny to me. There's a, there's Are a, you not like dying laughing every time? I Dougie's don't think it's really that funny. I think it's a fascinating choice to do it. It's just I, such a bold thing, especially because yeah. he's rubbing in our face like every week. The the slow like Cooper or you know, case files, just like yeah. him slowly like finding out detective stuff. Yeah. is killing me. It's I, just so interesting the just, way that the story is kind of like playing out in this way, and I think that it's kind of like in many ways David Lynch being like. I'm setting the tone for what this is. And I think it is very much a comment on revitalizing old properties and, and going back. I'm sure he, on the levels, like, why do people go back to the well? It's ridiculous. I think it's, this is becoming his comment on people who want, their, are nostalgic for things and want to come back. And even the artists who kind of like are taking their old things and like bastardizing it or kind of humping it for the wrong reasons. I think that, he was very smart and not saying a lot other than I'm bringing Twin Peaks back and letting the hype kind of go. And I kind of feel like he's sitting there being like, yeah, here's what I think of you and your fucking uh, reboots. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, I'll reboot it. And it's a slow, very confusing, very dark and weird sort of story that's in just the whole Dougie being an idiot and taking forever to kind of come back as him as being like, yeah, I don't... There's, there's your I'm beloved character. I'm taking my character. sweet time. Yeah, yeah. it's like, I'll, you know, I'll do what I want with it. And I think... People what, are mad. Audrey's not back yet. She's not coming back, is she? I think she's supposed to. Well, she died in the show, didn't she? Remember in the bank, she handcuffed herself in the in the bank and, and it opened exploded. The, yeah, yeah. The 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 assumption was that she died in that, right? I don't know. I never really thought about it. I am. It. I'll put it this way. I love it, and there's definitely some parts that I find like annoyed with it. But what in the annoyed same, you? But in the same, well, I think I just love it. It's second. pace. I, it's I pace guess. is definitely. But I feel that I love the I love the Jacoby as like a. Yeah, that's really good. I yeah. love that. But I think so I would be uh, as annoyed with it if I was watching a David Lynch movie. Like I'm thinking about the first time I watched Inland Empire. Yeah, a third of the way into it, I was like, "What in the motherfuck is going on in this yeah. thing?" But again, I'm not. I'm reserving. I'm excited to watch it. You know, every week as it happens, yes. and then to rewatch it as yes, one me thing. Too. I'm reserving yeah. my judgment, but right now I, I will say this: for whatever I feel or don't feel, whatever people do or do not like about it it's the only show right now that has my rapt attention yeah it's i will the only tune, thing I, I will watch only thing i've been i've ever watched live this entire year like i've watched every episode as it airs. i mean i can't watch live but i'm like i'm watching this i'm not gonna eat when i'm watching i'm not gonna go on my phone, phone i'm not gonna off, yeah. i'm not gonna look people up and see what's going on i'm just like i'm into it and i'm sorry but it reminds me of when i watched twin peaks for the first time even though now comparatively it's event television compared to like i i how can i please grab this twin peaks now is like Twin Peaks then. Yeah. As far as like when it was on in the 90s and I was younger and had did not understand the visual language of the times or what I was referencing, I was like, man, I love this, but it's really slow. I remember thinking like episodes would go by, but like nothing happened yet, but something happened. I'd be like, this was great. Now I watch the show now, the, the old Twin Peaks. I'm like, oh man, this is really tight and really sharp. Yeah. I think we're watching Twin Peaks now. And I think again, in 20 years, we'll look back and be like, man, I can't believe something this clever and this good was made. And then people watched it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. It feels ahead of its time like the original show did, I guess is what I'm saying. Definitely. So I'm into it. Cool. And that's pretty much what I've watched. What did you watch? Okay, so I watched Total Recall yesterday. Can't believe you've never and seen it before. I is it know. insane? It's in it's batshit crazy. It's like the craziest from the thing ever. Opening scene. So opening scene is the dream sequence on where Mars? he's on Mars. First of all, the way that he shoots Mars is so interesting. Yeah. It's nineteen ninety. Yeah. And it look it's like just dark red hues and yeah. like it's very interesting. What it looks like, just red. Yeah. And then the movie just does it's it's like an uh, just under two hours. It's like an hour forty five, I think. Yeah, and it's just like that movie does not let up ever. It's fucking it's just nonstop. 
him running around. Uh, I, I love the like, you realize it did inspire. Like there's a lot of movies that are like, you know, guy doesn't know his identity or like mm-hmm. doesn't know anything about his yeah. history. Realizes that he's Amnesia, part of the yeah. 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 Like the Bourne, I, the Bourne movies even. Yeah. So it's like, it feels like it inspired a lot. Um, and just like the fact that I love that there was a time in the world where Paul Verhoeven was making these massive hits. Yeah, like it was a huge, movie. Shit was huge. Uh, Starship Troopers as well. Yeah. A couple, uh, Basic Instinct, right? Like yeah. he was making these like hard R-rated movies that were like grossing money. Is Hollow Man the thing that did it? Is Hollow Man what broke him? Um, I don't think that's what broke him. He, I mean, he's back with L. And he's famous. L is now. He's famous for like being, being rapey and creepy. Yeah, it's been creepy. I mean, I think I mentioned on this podcast before, there's an episode of Douglas movies where Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue, Shue yeah, <laughs> uh, reveals some creepy shit about Paul and they deleted the episode, I think. Me and, uh, me and some friends back in the day wanted to do the Total Recall musical. So we sat down and watched it. I mean, we'd seen it a million times. We're like, dude, this would be so good to do. Because it was like back I didn't in- know that was a thing. It was kind of a thing. I mean, there was an Alien musical. There's a Point Break musical. It's like an Evil Dead musical. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I thought we that we just thought it'd be funny to do it to like to to try it. And we sat down and watched the movie. And we're taking notes, and we gave up f- for the for the fact that yeah, like there's a good 45 minutes that's just nonstop action and so much stuff like so much plot moves that isn't dialogue related. That's like action sequence related. And we're like, we can't put this on a stage. Like, how the fuck are we gonna even like? like yeah. It's just it's just so. It's what an action movie should do. The action sequences mean something versus a lot of movies is like Exploding plot point. Thing. Yeah. Action scene. I love the yeah. scene where he's like behind that like scanner and it's like he, he has, has a the gun, gun on and he has him. to jump, through, has to it. jump yeah. through it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so cool. Awesome. The wet towel on the head, you know? And the, 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 the scanner thing is up his head. <laughs> and when he's just like that fat old woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his face like yeah. appears on it. And like how uh, how much like of a nightmare Mars is. And like the, the, the creepy like whatever that thing is called that's on the guy's chest that's like the, the, the thing that they're all Quado? Guano. Quado, yeah. Quado. Yeah, Quado lives. Quado, who I, t- I took a snap of it and sent it to people and everyone thought I was watching Chucky. They're like, is that Chucky? I'm like, no. It's Open Quado. your mind. It's Quado, bitch. Okay. So I yeah, fucking it's amazing. loved it. I and to me, I think that's what Mars it. is going to turn out to be. Not, yeah. not, as, not as like crazy the aliens and stuff, but when people are like, this enclosed world that like has to be like the thickest of glass and all this like heavy security because of the atmosphere gets through everyone dies. That's amazing. I'm like, why is everyone can't wait to go to Mars? I'm never going to fucking Mars. They could colonize Mars tomorrow. Yeah, fucking have fun, fucking Tesla. I'm not going up there. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Tesla. That seems like a nightmare. I'm terrified. That's what it's going to be like when you live in space. Just like, uh, we all have guns. Well, if you shoot the glass, we all and die. And what they all, what, what, I forget what it was called, but there's like that like element that like they were suppressing. No one could breathe and shit. Tur- turbinium? Turbin- yeah. Turbinium, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. But it was a reactor in it, and they didn't know if like turning it on would kill everyone. Yeah. Like a nuclear reactor or like I get, lo- get the, the fucking atmosphere. The practical effects on their faces exploding is the yeah, fucking best. It's so good. It wasn't Michael Ironside, uh, yeah. his, his right-hand guy, like he rips off his arms. Yeah. See you at the party, Victor. Or Victor, <laughs> that's so good. There's so many good lines in that. He's just like... Uh, it's... It, it's it, peak Schwarzenegger as well. It is. It's yeah. I was thrilled watching it. Yeah. I was so happy. And how bad of a bitch Sharon Stone is in that. I know. So dude. good. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, what total else recall. Did I see? Um, I went and saw. Um, the mummy. <laughs> well, yes. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Um, no, what you want to talk about? Forty-seven degrees. Below I will in a it? second. I also saw Rough Night. What's up with that? Um, it's a studio comedy. Written and direct, well, written by uh, Lucia Anello and Paul Downs. And what are they, have they done anything before? They write on Broad City, and Paul Downs is on Broad City. He's like the works at the gym with Alana or with Abby. Yeah. Um, she directed it. 
Lucia did. It stars Scarlett Johansson and like a bunch of funny people. Uh, Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, it's, it's like a bride's. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, you've seen the movie Very Very Bad Things. I'm aware. It's of, the yeah. same premise. Like these chicks go out and they uh, kill a stripper uh, on accident. Uh, um, bridal party is that what I'm trying to say? What's the bridesmaids? No, when they go. What do you call when the girls go out? There's their girls' bachelor party. Bachelorette party. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a bachelorette party, right? Yeah. So Scarlett Johansson has a bachelorette party. It's a, it's also about you know groups of old friends coming together again. Of like, eh, what, Isn't their lives one of the different. girls in Broad City in it? Yeah, uh, Alana is. Yeah, she doesn't get to do. That's the thing. Jillian Bell's the star of it, who's fucking hilarious. I love her. She's yeah. A, who's the crew in there? Look like it was a funny crew. It's Jillian Bell, Zoe Kravitz, yeah, Scarlett Johansson, Alana, and Kate McKinnon. That's it. So like, it's a great cast. Yeah. Um, I this is gonna sound so misogynist and bad and terrible, but I, it's true. What the funniest part of the movie. Is Paul Downs' part because he gets to play. He's Scarlett Johansson's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So the premise is Scarlett Johansson, very she's running for like Congress or something. She's like a very straight ledge person. She goes on this vacation with her crazy friends from college, and has a has this crazy time. And her boyfriend is stuck at home, and like there's a through a series of uh, hilarious miscalculations, he thinks that she's cheating on him, and, and that he his big solution is that he has to go there. And like find her and stop her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so his plot is him just trying to get there in like a quick amount of time. And Bo Burnham, all these comedians are in it at this one scene, and they're like, "You have to sad astronaut it, bro." And they're like, "What?" What's that? Oh god! And so sad. Ast- Here we go. Here's a new thing everyone's gonna be doing. No, that's the thing. This movie yeah. bombed. No, no one will talk about oh, okay. it. <laughs> but the sad astronaut. I guess it's a true story. This astronaut drove from like Texas to yeah, Florida a wearing diaper. a diaper yeah, yeah. to like. Because it was the fast, she's calculated the fastest time to get there. So like that, a, that, a, little, a little unhinged. That's the bit. It's like they do that. It's like he's like, you got to. He's like, how do I? I could fly there. I could do. It. It's like, no man, you got to sad astronaut it. So Why? They, literally, they buy diapers, and this guy just gets in his smart car and in a diaper and just drives there. And like his, his like it's it's so dumb. It's the dumbest joke, but they commit to it so hard. Yeah. And like it's a running joke. It's like the last. They go back to it every few minutes. By the end of that, I was dying laughing. It's the funniest thing in the movie. Like at one part, like he like he's so amped up on like energy drinks that like he punches in the wrong number on his credit card, and like then he calls and punches the wrong number, and like he loses his credit card ability. So he's stuck at a gas station, like jump, you know, giving squeegeeing people's windshields to get money to pay for. Just like completely ridiculous, over the top joke that I really enjoyed. Okay. Uh, the rest of the movie, it has like the studio comedy pitfalls where it's just like overly sentimental and very emotional it's like you don't need to do that like just be funny um i i thought it was i recommend it if you just want like a dumb funny movie like i i don't like studio comedies have often disappointed me lately but this one i thought was funny enough okay um paul downs killing the game uh a lot doesn't get much to do to be funny at all it's actually kind of disappointing julian bell is hilarious in it she is a true star she was uh hysterical in 21 jump 22 jump street mm. uh every cameo she does is great and she's great on uh workaholics which is not on anymore oh uh, you sad about that no i just stopped watching it a couple seasons ago i never watched it um i used to like it it was pretty good uh-huh. um what else did i see oh yeah 47 meters down horror movie related to this podcast i've only seen the, the trailer on instagram it looks so good. funny story about this movie was a direct to dvd movie that is funny <laughs> hilarious it wasn't it was called into the or in the deep it was a Dimensions, VOD, like wine scene produced straight to video thing. Yeah. Then the Shallows did so well last summer that People they love them they, they straight up moved it and put some money behind it. So it's very low budget. Yeah. Um, it kind of looks it, but it's actually not that bad looking. Um, 
It's under 90 minutes. Nice. The whole premise is just, it's like a one location, like 127 hours sort of scenario where like a person is just stuck in a bad situation. So, you know, two white girls in Mexico, uh, one's more adventurous than the other. The more adventurous ones like finds these, they're with these Mexican dudes who are like, we have this like thing, you know, you go in a cage and like you can play with the sharks. Yeah, you see the sharks. It's crazy. So the Mandy Moore really doesn't want to go, but she gets convinced and they go and of course the two guys go first and everything's fine and then they go in it and uh matthew modine is the captain of the boat which is really right. funny um and they uh they go down and it's fun for a few minutes and then the, the the thing breaks and they just fall all the way to the bottom of the ocean floor oh jesus 47 meters down um so the premise of this movie is just so genuinely terrifying yeah and, like, it sounds very terrifying of a situation yeah. that no amount of like bad dialogue or like bad acting can ruin it. I thought it was tense and good. It yeah. was it was very like, oh, how's she gonna get out of this one? And like every time you think they're about to get out of it, they've something fucks up and they're they're stuck again. Jesus, that um, was terrifying. It is. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was genuinely like, oh shit, oh god. It was just like a intense watch. Um the shark effects aren't great or anything. Like nothing's like truly great about it. It's just like yeah. totally serviceable. Uh, if you want an 80 minute movie that'll like keep your attention, I recommend it totally. Cause I would imagine the, the guys up in the boat were like, they probably don't have a, a 47 so, meter rope or whatever. Right. Right. No. So they're like, they have this communication system. I don't know if it's real, but like uh. they are, they are like walkies in their, in their thing, but like they're too low. So like one of them will swim up a little bit and they could hear them. And then they be like, okay, we're going to send down some more air, like all this stuff. So they communicate with them. Um, then there's a point where like, there's a pretty, the third act is pretty bad. Like, uh, I don't really? want to ruin it. But there's this, like, someone says at one point, like, you know, uh, be careful when you're switching your tanks because when you do that, you, you, when, you have, when you're on air for so long, you run the risk of, like, nitrogen poisoning, whatever it is, sure. or, like, you start hallucinating. Yeah. So, like, that, someone very clearly says, like, be careful, you might start hallucinating. So, like, then you're kind of primed for some bullshit that goes down and, like, pretty bad third act twist. Um, but no. I thought the movie was ultimately totally worth my time. And, uh, there's nothing, nothing surprising about it or anything, Yeah, but it's totally just a serviceable thing. Scary shark movie. Scary shark movie. Uh, yelled at some kids in the theater, had some fun. <laughs> uh, what else did I see? Did I see anything else? Yeah. I've been watching Riverdale. Um, I'm on episode six. It's just each episode. Like, it's just like, it's like high drama. I'm just like, Ooh, what's going to happen with Veronica and Betty this week? Can't do I'm it. so interested. Can't do it. Um, I like it. I recommend it. Check it out. It's on Netflix now. And I just realized that the Jughead is the kid from Big Daddy, and it's like blowing my mind. Which kid? The kid from Big Daddy. Those twins. I know, but it's one of them. It's Cole. Cole Sprouse. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay. So every time I watch it, I'm like, yeah, it's little Frankenstein. I remember that kid. Okay. All right. So main event, y'all. We finally watched uh, dark song much hyped much uh, festival hype much hyped like, I think it's out on VOD for everyone to watch I have seen Midnight scooped it up uh, I so I watched it on your recommendation although I did want to see it I will say off the bat as far as like a low budget horror film goes the premise mwah, mwah. When, I, when it started and right when I got into it I mean I was watching with Mo who also does you know uh, her share of uh, film production we were both like man very smart idea for a low budget film like how do we get one or two characters only in one location where they can't leave. Right. And this one was just like, no, never question it. You know what I mean? From then, and then some stuff happens at the end later, other reasons why they don't run into other, why they don't run into other people. And I was like, 
Perfect. I at no point am I like, yeah, that's just because they didn't have any money to do that. Like, and that is very important to me. And I think like a lot of audience, even people don't, aren't like astute with how much a production costs. You can sometimes when you see some things are low budget, you can kind of feel like, oh, they're just making this choice because they couldn't afford not to. But with this movie, everything was like, yeah, this is how this would go. And this also means that we're not going to be seeing people and they are in a, a dump. And that may be haunted. It's a pretty bleak fucking movie. Yeah. It's also very, like, I hate using the term slow burn, but, like, it is. It's a very methodical and well thought out build up, but it's a lot of build up. It's, like, probably mostly build up and then, like, 20 minutes of, like, holy shit. So, that's uh, you want to run on the premise real quick? Yeah. So, that opens, I think it opens with her looking at the house, right? Yes. So, she's looking at a house. You don't know why. She, like, buys it. She wants to rent it for a year. She wants to rent it. And they're like, you have to, you know, it's a a full year. And she's like, how much? And she pays for it. In cash. In cash. And then she brings this guy there. Yeah. And she's like. Great character, but also, like, incredibly unlikable. Amazing character. You find out he's like, what do you call him? An an occultist? Yeah. Occult person. He knows how to. do the the ceremony so you can talk to people. Right. Uh, so he's people. like checking the house very specifically. Like the window placement has to be like yeah. perfect for certain rooms. And um, at first he's not interested. Mm-hmm. He says like, no, I can't do it. She eventually reveals what she wants. She lied to him at first. She ca- He keeps questioning her motives. And he she's keeps like, questioning no, what she's truth. doing. And like, it's very vague on purpose. It's like, you know you shouldn't be doing this. I better be serious. And she's like, I'm very serious about it. And he doesn't believe her. And then she eventually reveals that her kid is dead. Her, her young child had died. Her young child has died. And she wants to. She wants to speak to him. And she wants to speak to him one last time and like yeah. find out what happened or maybe exact revenge in yeah, some yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then basically she convinces him with that anecdote that she's serious and also the fact that she offers him, I think, like eighty thousand dollars. He keeps stressing the point though, like in order this to work in the proper way. They have a very specific. Um, he has a very specific process that is based on the information that she has given to him about why she's doing, who she's trying to get a hold of, and why. And the process takes, I think he says, like six months. It takes a very long time. Yeah, and like the process is such that, so, like, when it starts, they can't leave. They can't leave. He puts like a line of sand around the house I and it was like salt, salt, something. They just they can't leave. So they get all the so stuff before he seals the line. He goes, Are you, like, if you need anything now, like, you better go because yeah. you're not leaving this house for six months. And once they get going, they can't stop, or it's really bad. You can't just like forget it and walk away. Yeah, because once they kind of get into it. I think the I think the idea there's was, like five cycles, like five circles to go through. And if through. you don't finish it, you're stuck in that house forever. Yeah, or you're just like in some way, st- he just says you're stuck and it's bad. Yeah, and of course she's just like so they go into it. So majority of it is he is a very he's um, an asshole. He's very unsavory to say the least. He's yelling <laughs> that, that at her. One scene. He's very like do what I tell you exactly this way. He doesn't. He's like I don't. There's have to, no room for change. In yeah, he's way. like I don't have to tell you why we're doing anything. We're just gonna do it, and it's just like harrowing process of like him reading these things and like you, you see the you can see in the trailer like he's, so he's like dousing her with cold water and yelling at her and throwing things at her and making her get naked and, and do all these things that are like humiliating and he's very like um you know make me food you got to make this and do it this way and do that and don't yeah the only questions. way he agreed to it was if she agreed to all these ridiculous terms i mean and like and, you know nothing's happening and you watch and you're like we don't. She doesn't know this guy. We don't know exactly what he's doing. And then and he's getting. He's getting more and so, more out of line and somewhat sadistic. So and, I thought it was this whole setup. This tastes like the first hour of the movie. Probably. Yeah. 
It's so tense. I it thought it was tense. great because you're like you don't know you don't know anything. I, I you don't even you know, know if he's on the level or not. Plus, you don't even know what the ritual they're doing is. Yeah, and things will happen, and she's and he's like, "Yep, okay, that means that the, that we're we're getting somewhere." Yeah, and you can watch him be like, "Well, like him getting." Well, before right, that, okay. before that, and don't ruin it. But like, yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're just—I'm not going to say what happens. But there's a few things that happen, and watching it, he's like, and she's like, is, "This is a sign." And he's like, "Yeah, it's a sign that's working." But you also got to think like, well, he could have done that when she wasn't looking. Because yeah. part of it is one of the things in the ritual. This is early on, like in order for it to work, she needs to like sit in a room with a certain thing. I mean, that was my favorite. But she was sit in, in this circle for 24 hours. No, I think it was like three days. You, you can only. Yeah. You only drink water at night, and you can't eat anything for three days. And you have to sit in this one position. So, it sounds like you drive anybody crazy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You can't help but wonder what is he doing when this is going on. Yeah. And you know, so you, so you, so a good part of the, part of the movie, the tension is like, is this even happening? What's going on? And then things change. Uh, yeah, the it, last act of this movie is it's, it's pretty fucking crazy. bonkers. Like, I was texting my friend afterwards yeah. saying, like, oh, that movie legitimately scared me. Yeah, it gets, it gets, <laughs> I was, like, unsettled scary, yeah. and just, like, didn't know what was going to happen. It takes, it takes a left turn to where you... Like, it's almost exactly too much like the denouement of, like, House of the Devil. It's almost too much like the ending, I feel like, in a uh, few ways. Yeah, a little I don't bit. Know. I don't think so much like it. Yes, in retrospect, by the time, I wouldn't be expecting a House of the Devil yeah. comparison in, in, um, in retrospect. Uh, and the fact that this was a debut filmmaker, it's like, yeah. Jesus. It's one of well, those. I think we're seeing a lot of really interesting uh, horror like horror movies from debut filmmakers. But uh, The Witch, debut. Dave, yeah. was David Eggers was his name? Dave Eggers, yeah. And wasn't the guy who did that, the, uh, what was the the, the, the the cop station, The Last Shift, The Late Shift? Last Shift. That was a, that was a debut uh, writer-director, right? Um, I believe it was. No, I don't think so, actually. Oh. I'm not surprised because I think that if you are trying to break into filmmaking and do your first... Uh, Moving to be a horror movie? It's Robert Eggers. Dave Eggers is the writer. Yeah, that's I was right. Like, I was like, I knew like, Dave, Dave Eggers, Eggers didn't Eggers, direct Dave, yeah. The Witch, dude. Uh, Robert Eggers, excuse me. Eggers, yeah. that's right with Eggers. But I guess, I, I mean, I, I'm not surprised that the best horror movies coming out are by first-time writers and directors. Because in order to make a really good horror movie now, you really have to look at the horror genre. from the, You have to be the outside looking in and kind of like do things that people haven't done yet. Because you, you, you have to make it cheap. It's hard to make a, uh, a cheap movie. And yeah, I think Raw was a debut, which I thought was fucking evolution, incredible. right? Incredible. Yeah, there's all these amazing. Yeah, first time. Um, uh, the girl with all the gifts. I'm not sure. And of course, our favorite from last year, um, Eyes of My Mother. Oof. So good. That movie's so good. Yeah, I recommend it to Netflix. someone. They, it's on they, Netflix. They were upset with me after I recommended. Oh, they that. suck. Um, <laughs> but this movie, I think it's it, the best thing I had going for it is it is a very effective movie for how cheap it is. I love the concept. I thought it started off great and ended great, but the sequence... You were bored? The se- yeah, there, I was a little bored in the middle of being like... like Slow burns are hard for me because sometimes I think slow burn... You're is, just short it, attention span. Yeah, I think it's code for uh, uh, didn't have a lot to work with. I kind of mm. feel like I'm like, yeah, I got it. Come on, move it along a little bit. Um, if it were any longer, I may have been annoyed, but I think it was pretty svelte, and uh, okay. I was never annoyed with uh, the pace of it. Okay. I was just super into it. It I, looks this is, really good. This too, is yeah. this it's beautifully shot. I, what what else has come out this year that's like best of horror list? Because I can't think of anything. Get out. Yeah. Besides that, like, um, I think this is definitely going to be at the end of my year list. Ta- your top tenny. This will def be a top Whoa. tenny. Def definitely well for horror for sure. Yeah. Uh, it'll be a top fivey for horror probably. Uh, what we watched? What was that one where the kid in the ghetto? The the, the like moonlight. Transfiguration. Vampires. Yeah. 
That was good. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like best of already. That we've seen. Yeah. Uh, the girl with all the gifts, certainly. Girl with all the gifts. I don't know what year that technically qualifies as because oh, it was yeah, out yeah, in yeah, other yeah. countries. And what was the one with the black coat's daughter? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, there's some movies that are out yeah. that are good. I will oh, I will recommend yeah. this one. I thought this one was pretty good. You were like, you I was over the amazing. moon about I, it. Yeah. I thought I was like, yeah, it's fine. It's Maybe good. I oversold it to you. I think you did. Um, it's your fault. There's a couple other movies I wanted to mention that are. I think on VOD that I'm going to try and watch for next week. And maybe what do you got? Too. Yeah, sure. Uh, Awakening the Zodiac. I'm mm. assuming it's a Zodiac movie. Um, it looks very straight to video, but I've read positive people say it's a B movie, but it's a good B movie. Okay. I'll check that out. And then there's something called Camera Obscura. You know that chick that used to dance a lot? Every night she'd be on the floor shaking what she'd got. Man, when I tell you she was cool, she was red hot. I mean, she was steaming. And that time over at Johnny's place, well, this chick got up and she slapped Johnny's face. Man, we just fell about the place. If that chick don't want to know, forget her. Now that the boys are here again 